arguably the Bhagavad is the sequel, Shrimad Bhagavatam, to the Gita, picks up where the Gita lives off. Indeed, indeed it does uh, structurally as well. Hmm? That the Gita arguably ends Sarvadharman, put it, Jamamekam, Saranam Braja. Uh, Krishna says, so give up religion hmm? and uh, take shelter of me. Hmm? And Pujapad Sridharmarsh, of course, he wrote a commentary on the Gita too, and he made a very nice statement about that uh, last verse. Because Sarvadharman Pratyajamami Kam Sharanam Braja. Braja means to, to, to go or to come. So give up religious preoccupation with Varnashram Dharma and the concerns for this and so forth. As Sarvadharman Pratyaja, and uh, arguably it means the Gyanmarg too, and Sanyas, uh, it's part of the Gyanmarg. Uh, Sarvadharman Pratyajamami Kam Sharanam Braja and uh, come to me. But there is a sense, um, and I think it applies in English as well, but in Sanskrit, it, obviously it does, but a word may have a particular meaning, number of meanings, but the meaning that most readily comes to the mind when you hear it is the primary meaning. So from the Gaudiya perspective, when you hear the word brudge, then your mind goes to Vrindavan, hmm? rather than the grammatical way, the way it's used grammatically. So, um, with feeling, which is what we want, you know, people say, well, I don't know if that's a literal translation. Hmm? But what we want is a feeling, the book will cause some feeling to come in you. Hmm? That's the idea of it. So the go so Sridhar said, and when he said Braja, his mind went to Braj, and the Gita stopped. He had to, he couldn't go on. He, he just mind going there, he had to stop. Give up religion and come to me. Come to the Braj, and it, uh, so the Gita ends. Hmm? It's like when Gopakumar arrived. Yeah. And Dwarka, his mind stopped. Yeah, yeah. So. And that's a, that's a, well, you know, that's not what it's saying, you know, but those feelings are what we want. That's, that's, that's the desired result from the book. It's thought to be some kind of a defect that you're just giving a bias. That love is a bias. Bhakti is a bias. Hmm? Ram Bhakti, Krishna Bhakti. Hmm? That's your argument in the first part. I'm speaking about the first part of the Bhagavad Gita, that in the purports you mentioned these, these items were actually uh, considering the, the historical Gaudiya uh, emphasis on the Brajalila, even going as far as in the Bhagavad Gita, there's, there's a suggestion of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> this is kind of a loaded question, but isn't, uh, is, is Brajalila a uh, uh, a different rasa than Dwarka Lila? Is it called, would rasa be the right word? Say, well, the uh, yeah, the, we want these planes of experience: Dwarka, Mathura, Vrindavan, Vaikuntha, Ayodhya, and so forth. The distance between them is rasa. They're distanced by not by miles, but by rasa, by feeling that affords degrees of intimacy. <laughs> With Bhagwan, so in in Dwaraka we don't find the same rasic content that we find in the Brajlila right. or so in Mathura. Aren't these then? Aren't these uh, previous Gaudiya commentators uh, transgressing on rasa basa? In what sense? Well, I mean, because there's finding rasa Brajlila rasa in Bhagavad Gita. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, the. Um, um, the idea is that Krishna is appearing in correspondence to the love with which, he, with which he's approached. So he has a certain appearance in Dwaraka, a certain appearance in Mathura, corresponding with the love there, and a certain appearance in the Braj, corresponding with their, with their love. Um, but 
Krishna is it is said in Ujjwal Nilmani of Rupa Goswami that Krishna is perfect in Dwaraka, more perfect in Mathura and most perfect in Vrindavan. So in Dwaraka, Krishna is there responding to the love of the inhabitants of Dwaraka, hmm? but he's actually more present in Vrindavan in his absence than he is present in his presence in Dwaraka because the measure of the love in Vrindavan is greater and Krishna corresponds with that love. Hmm? So wherever that love is, there he is. Whether it's in separation and they can't see him or is in union and they can see him, he corresponds with the love. There can't be the love without him. So wherever the greatest love is, that's where he must be most present. So your question is, well, you know, okay, here's the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna's not even Dwarka Krishna. This is Hastinapur Krishna. You could say Dwarka Krishna. He goes from Dwarka to Hastinapur, and he has his relationship with the Pandavas and so forth. It's slightly different. And all this is detailed in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, different planes of uh, spiritual possibilities, intimacy with Bhagavan. But um, we do find that... Um, the Matura Leela and the Dwarka Leela is indirectly pointing to the virtues and the glory of the Braj Leela. The whole Bhagavatam works like that. I was saying, to finish that loop, the, the Bhagavatam follows the Gita. So when Krishna says, Sarvadharma Pratyajamame Kam Sarana Braja, Bhagavatam says, Dharma Prajitakaita Bhutra Paramuni Matsaranam Satam. It picked this is the second verse of Bhagavatam. It picks up where the Gita leaves off. It's there saying the same thing. Give up Kaitaba Dharma and the pursuit of liberation. Take shelter of me. And that's the Vastunidesh verse, sloka of the Bhagavatam, what the book is about in in essence in terms of tattva. Um so uh, uh, so uh when we go through the Bhagavatam, it reaches its zenith in the Rasalila. It's building up to the Rasalila, and everything after the Rasalila is pointing back to it indirectly to showcase it and so forth. So, therefore, we find in the uh, commentary of Sanatana Goswami, for example, Rukmini in Dwarka is, finds that in his sleep, Krishna is dreaming about the Brajalila and calling out Lalita, Radhika, uh, Subal, Sridham. Hmm? And so they know that he has that, you know, calling, that he's, he's driven by, the, by that. They love him in a particular way, way, and he's there fully in terms of that love, but there's more to him that they don't draw from him that doesn't go away. Hmm? It's there. Hmm? They're satisfied with a certain uh, um, amount of his attention, if you will, or re- reciprocation. There are others that, re- that with whom he reciprocates more. They honor them. They don't want to change their love. Even Uddhava came to Vrindavan. He was sent to teach the gopis. Don't cry. What can you do? Hmm? You know, providence separates people. You know. Hmm? But then Uddhava realized, but he's providence, you know, and they're and they're crying about him, you know. It's just like incredible. He realized that he was sent to learn something himself. The whole sending of of Uddhava to Vrindavan is to teach us. Uddhava's Shastravit. He he is the pandit of Krishna. I mean, you know, you can't get a more learned person, and Krishna's personal pandit, Panditji. Uh, what does the Shastra say about this? Hmm? What shall I do in this situation? Means what does the scripture say? And Uddhava is there answering, hmm? very, very dear to Krishna. So very dear to Krishna, but he's very, very learned. He had, knows all the scripture. He sent to Vrindavan, and ostensibly he goes there to teach the devotees something and and, and pacify them hmm, with Brahmagyan. And and they they say, you know, we have no appetite for this whatsoever. And he sees the measure of their love, and he's. Bewildered, he walks around, wishing to become a blade of grass and saying, "This is there. This place is beyond the Shruti, beyond the Upanishads. What they're what they're doing here." And uh, but he anyway. My point is, 
among other things, he desires to become a blade of grass, that he might be touched by the gopis and have the kind of, within the context of his own rasa, the intensity that they have. He doesn't want to change his rasa. So the, in the queens of Dwarka, they, they love him in a particular way. They're satisfied with it. Still, they, they know by their experience there's others who draw more from him. They respect that. They honor that. And so, um, so arguably, yeah, it, uh, he's, as I said there in the, in the beginning, he's speaking about Dharma. Uh, if he's gonna, they say he speaks comprehensively about Dharma. How will he exclude the prime dharma of the brudge in his in his discourse and 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 if he does exclude it how can we say the book is a comprehensive dissertation on the nature of dharma and what is dharma some siddhi toshanam dharma swanastitapum some vishbhakshi nekatasyutnapodiyadyadivitimshramayivikevalam and that's the other side if it doesn't satisfy him if it doesn't give you a taste for 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 him then it's it dharma is useless the measure of dharma's uh, standard of, of of virtue or, or being dharmic is the extent to which sangsidid haritoshanam haritoshanam the satisfaction of hari. So this brajalila satisfies the most. Therefore, it's the most dharmic. It's the full expression of dharma. So, and he's going to speak about dharma and Bhagavad Gita. Then that might come out. And then, as I said, there are udipanas for that. Kurukshetra has you know a meaning that transcends. The, the Bhagavad Gita. There's Yugal Milan there. That's what Ratha Yatra is about. It's so central to Gaudi Vaishnavism. The meeting of, of Radha and Krishna after a long time in, 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 in Kurukshetra. And it's like Radharani's come to the one yard line and then didn't get the touchdown. Hmm? Couldn't you not? Because he's there, he's like a king and he's got elephants and. Doesn't, the Vrindavan setting is there, the Jamuna is not there, the Gobardhan is not there, the, the Parakya possibility is not there, and so forth. So um, so she can't accept his proposal to come to Dwarka. And there he says, People approach me for eternal life, they want all these kind of things for me. It's, that's nothing. Hmm. Well, Bhakti, General Bhakti, what you've done, I'm purchased. It may look like I'm here. This is what he's saying, in Kurukshetra or in Dwarka, but know for certain I'm with you. Hmm? So that's the reality. Hmm? He has to be with them more than he is in his even in his absence, more than he is with the inhabitants of Dwarka in his presence, because he, you see, Krishna corresponds with love of Krishna. You can't have one without the other. Hmm? Radha Krishna Pranai, Vikati Ladini Shakti Rasmari, Katmanovapi Bhupipura Deham Vedogatoto, Chaitanyakyam Prakata Madhu, Tadvayam Chaikyam Aptam, Radha Bhavaduti, Suvalitam, Nomi Krishna Surupam. This is Surup's, um, Dhamma Surup's verse, where he's, he, in a very high way, he's speaking about a beta, a chinti beta beta. This verse is the, is the philosophical stepping stone, hmm, to, Enter into the bhava of the that in which arise the most uh, um, the most the deepest theological questions they've ever been asked, and God's asking them, "What is the nature of Radha's love for me? Well, how does she feel? What is the bliss that she experiences? What is the nature of my sweetness as perceived by her?" Is there God's questions. So anyway, beda bed. So point is, as the previous verse states, Radha and Krishna are one. Hmm? Krishna is one; he becomes two as Radha. The two become one as Chaitanya He's explaining achinta beda beda there. So the point being, Radha is love of Krishna. He's Mahabhav, He's Rasaraj. You can't have one without the other. Hmm? Rasa requires two. Hmm? So where there's love of Krishna, he's present. Hmm? even if it appears to be absent. And when the measure of the love is like the brudgely, therefore it said, Krishna never leaves Vrindavan. But with it, you know, you got all these stories, he's going into elsewhere and so forth. These theological ideas, actually he's more present in Vrindavan in his, in his apparent absence. Hmm? And Krishna says that in Bhakti Sandarbha, or Krishna Sandarbha. Jiji hmm? Goswami shows from Bhagavatam. Hmm? Krishna is telling them, 
I'm more present there, actually. It appears that I that appear to you in a dream as sporty, but it's actually me. I actually go there every night. Hmm. That's, but don't tell anybody. I can't, you know. So he's dreaming in the in the in in the royal <laughs> palace with uh, Rukmini and sixteen thousand hundred eight other queens, but uh, yeah, actually he's going to Brindavan, so to speak, a, a, every night. Hmm. So. So no, you know, it's not. It's not a. It's and someone may make that claim. How can we find Brajarasa in in Kurukshetra in Hastinapur? Bhaktivinotakura said a nice thing. He said, "Where that remuneration is relative to uh, the necessity hmm, that uh, service fulfills." So, for example, if I say, um, um, Rena, do you want some water? You might say yes, you might say, well, okay, well, okay, okay, I'll have some water. But if you're in the desert, and I say, you want some water? You got, I got, oh, I love you, <laughs> thank you, you know, I drink the water and, you know, it's you, what you've done for me, you know. So the necessity is greater. And so it draws greater remuneration. So once he said, I'd like to live in Kurukshetra, and he goes, you know, you're supposed to live in Vrindavan. You got it. You got that philosophy wrong here. You know, Vrindavan's the highest place. He said, oh, that's a small place. The whole idea is I want to please Radha, and her, her necessity is so great at Kurukshetra because she came so close to uniting with Krishna again, but, but by circumstance it wasn't possible. Hmm? Of course, she got some assurance that he's with her, but still, if I could render a little service to her there, then I would get so much remuneration. This was his idea. So, so, um, so I think this quite um, uh, legitimate, and uh, doesn't transgress, but rather uh, acquaints us with the nature of rasatattva hmm? in ways that um, that uh, many people. They're not acquainted, and therefore they'll think, you know, these Gaudiya people are getting this Vrindavan Leela out of the out of Kurukshetra. How can they do that? But as I said, well, what is in, in my commentary? What does he do? He's hundred supposed to be 125 years old. This is the, this is the end of his Leela. Hmm? He was at Kurukshetra before, about 50 years ago or something, or whatever it was. And what happened there? Where is he in his life? Is Bhagavad Gita some isolated event? Or does it have a context? What is it? What, hap, what, it, what is happening there in the context of the whole leela of Krishna? You put that all together, then you can make those kind of connections. And this is what Gaudiya people do. That's why the Gaudiya people—they know Krishna. Hmm? The things they say about Krishna, they're, they're, they indicate they know Krishna. Just like you take the whole of Chaitanya leela. We say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna. Ah, you know, all kind of people say their guru is Krishna. This Bengali's Krishna, that Bengali's Krishna. Now they say this guy from Chicago is Krishna, or what? You know, as Hinduism comes to America and so forth, uh, all kind of gurus say, "I am Ram, I am Krishna," or and, you know, they have different understandings of what it means. And if you, you know, so okay, but the Gaudiya people say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. What's the difference? Hmm? Is the difference because the, one of the differences? Well, they they try to support it from the scripture. Right? They say, you know, scripture says this. Of course, that's their particular reading of, you know, Krishna Varnam Tusa Krishnam Sangu Pangasta Parsham. It's a very good reading, but nobody else reads it like that except the Gaudiya people. Hmm? So, you know, okay, they marshal some verses and give some support. That's relative. Uh, but what? They, how they really support it? What do they do that's different? Hmm? They say, because he's Krishna, then uh, we know that Balaram must be here. Hmm? Yashoda must be here. Radha must be here. Uh, Lalita, Visaka, Sridham must be here too. Because Krishna, Krishna, they're saying, Swayam Bhagavan Krishna, Krishna of the Braj Lila, this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's what they're saying. They say, 
he can't be without the Krishna. Is, there is no Braj Krishna without these people. That's why Prabhupada used to say Krishna is never alone. You mean the Braj Krishna is never alone. Hmm? That's why we don't take songs of Mirabai seriously from a Gaudi perspective. Hmm? There are songs about her and Krishna. There's no mention of Jashoda, Nanda, other associates. And you don't really come in touch with the Braj Krishna without coming in touch with them. They're Yashomati Nandana, Brajabara Nagara. Hmm? I mean, you know, he's in touch with with this Swarup Shakti. Hmm? Manifest as all these, this entourage of Krishna. There's no meaning of Krishna isolated from that. That picture of Krishna is not Swayam Bhagavan, some isolated picture, Gyan Mudra, appearing to a yogi or something like that. No. And she's singing about him in Vrindavan. We're thinking, you know, well, you're, 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 you're going somewhere else. And might be getting something, something from thinking about Krishna, and she had some some fascination with Krishna and so forth, and was otherworldly, but that's not what we're talking about. Hmm? Hmm? So, so you know, to, to so the Gaudiya people, they they conclude that first of all, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, and and I'm, I'll give some reasons. This is one. If it's Krishna, if he's Krishna, means he's Swayam Bhagavan. They say he has to be Swayam Bhagavan Krishna from Vrindavan. Because, why? Because in Vrindavan, this is where Krishna's quality of Prema Madhurya is, is manifest. He's surrounded by devotees endowed with very extraordinary love. The Prema Madhurya. Hmm? There's, it's not Prema Madhurya in Dwarka. Hmm? There they know he's God. And half the time, at least, he's got four arms. Hmm? Uh, Matura is a little bit in between. But in Vrindavan, Prema Madhurya. This is one of the qualities of Krishna that Narayan doesn't have. So we could say Dwarkesh Krishna doesn't have Prema Madhurya. Hmm? Prema Aishwarya. Hmm? So, so Golok has these divisions. So in Vrindavan, um, uh, the idea of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was that Krishna wants to understand the measure of Radha's love when he sees when he sees it like he's never seen it before in Rasalila. Hmm? Nobody else would want to do that. No other manifestation of the Godhead would even want desire that. Hmm? Because they're not even in proximity to Prem Madhurya. They're in proximity with Prem of different type, but not this kind of Prem. So they have so it has to be so if we study Krishna, my point is, and we look at the Rasalila, then we carefully we know there has to be Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Has to be Krishna has to extend his Leela because his Leela is, is unsuccessful. Hmm? He cannot he's Rasa Raj, but he's found that he doesn't know the limits of Rasa. Then the Upanishad says he does. This is a problem. Hmm? So <laughs> So he, he has to he has to figure out how to do that. And of course he's very tricky, so he comes up with a way to extend his Leela and reverse it out. Hmm? So that he becomes the Vishai, the, the Ashrai instead of the Vishai. Instead of the object of love, he becomes the vessel of the love. These two things, Radha and Krishna, are necessary. So this is this is like better than citing some verse that says in the Vayu Purana, he'll be born along the banks of the Ganges and uh, as the son of Sachi or something that you can't find in any you know present uh, day um, manuscript or whatever, and then there's the question of um, interpolation and so forth. We don't. That's an academic exercise to quote some verses and say here it says the real the realization is the, uh, of that that they have that's behind what they're talking about comes from the, this penetrating insight into the nature of Krishna that nobody else is coming up with what he's like. And like I said, besides this idea of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, the Gaur Leela is Krishna Leela. Hmm? It's not a separate Leela, it's an extension of that Leela in a wonderful way. But when it happens, it manifests. He can't, everybody has to be with him. Radha has to be there. Hmm? Everybody's in a new role but it's the same Leela. It's like an encore act. Come back out and do one more, you know, song, something like that. And so, you know, they do. So they, they realize, they ever, we, the Gaudi people, they realize, Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. And they thought, 
then who? Where is Radha? Where is Subal? Where is uh, Yashoda? And then they realized it's us. Holy cow! It's us. We're in another Leela. But the nature of the Leela was that they would realize it, and then it would be the cloud would come, and then, and then, and then and they would think he's Krishna actually. Yes, and and and. And we're his associates. And then it would come. This is how, it, how that Leela works. Hmm? In this Leela, we're sadhakas. We're siddhas. And the Leela is to be sadhakas. Sadhaka siddha bhumi. This is Navadvip. Is the land bhumi where siddhas play the Leela of being sadhakas? What kind of sadhaka life is that? Every, like I've said, everything you hear about, that you chant once, you do this, and this. Could happen. It's happened. Rupa Goswami will give an example from the scripture. It happened. So, I mean, it happened to you every time, but it can happen. Thus, you should know the power of bhakti, the power of nam, and so forth. And there, Leela, it happens every time. Mm-hmm. This is the, the Gaur Leela. And so, and, and Mahabharata sings, and they fall in ecstasy. And they sing with him. He enters into the Braj Leela. They go with him. They find their identity. And then they come back. Goes in and out, so they. This kind of thinking, I, nobody thinks like this about Krishna, but when you hear it, you know wow, these people know Krishna in a way that that nobody knows him, and nobody and 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 nobody know who cares. Who cares about the Braj Leela? Only the Gaudiya people care about that, and the Nambarka people a little bit, the Balaba people a little bit. We give them that, that also. Balaba is a contemporary of Mahaprabhu, by the blessing of Mahaprabhu to carry on with his own. Own own angle of vision, slightly different, and so forth. The Embarkis, they are they have a different. They're not actually interested in the Brajlilam, but more the outer circle of the Vrindavan, where there's Swakya. Hmm. They can't. They don't accept the Parakya. They want Swakya, Sakibhav, and Swakya. Hmm. I'm not an expert on them, but anyway, there's some difference. And they, so, you like for example, Radhakundlilas. This is only Gaudiya. Hmm. Only only Gaudiya idea. This is uh, this is the mid- midday the midday pastimes of Krishna. But you don't find that anywhere. This is the Gaudiya insights. What is Radhakund and so forth? So, if you look at it objectively, nobody flatters Krishna like the Gaudiya people. Hmm? Nobody loves him like that. Hmm? Nobody says such things, such wonderful things. Hmm? So if those Gaudiya people now are going to read Bhagavad Gita, you know they're going to read him in the context of, you know, who he actually is, who he actually is. He actually is the son of Yashoda and the lover of Radha. That's who he. That's who he is. The object of Radha's love, Radha not. That's who he is more than anything else, more than being God, more than being the Paramatma, the, you know, the, the uh, Narayan or any other. That's. That's the full knowing, and there's, there's an unknowing in that. Hmm? That's that's the full measure of samvit, hmm? knowing. <laughs> it come, it, that, uh, so real full knowing is is an unknowing. That that's very beautiful. Like I was telling the devotees today, I was talking with Ken. He's our greater. Does the work here, and, and he's a Mennonite, hmm? and so he's part of the Mennonite community. And um, his kids came over the other day to the land. Maybe you saw them, the kids from the school. They have 20 kids in the school. It goes from first grade to, to, to 10th grade. Hmm? In this particular chapter, they have you know, 20 students. So I was chatting with them about it, and um, I said, what do they do after 20, after 10th, after 10th grade? You know, do they get a GED or what? He says, most of them, they just go to work for their, for their, for their, for their parents, you know. And we all do, you know, we just do practical things. You know, we're carpenters, we're, we're this, we're that. You know, maybe a little typing and accounting, he said. It was like the upper end of, you know, um, thinking type. Uh, uh, and I was just, it was, I found it very charming. Hmm? There, there was a kind of knowing hmm? in, his un, in their unknowing. And, and, and when, what was the knowing? The knowing was that we know what we need to know to live our lives, have food on the table, support our families, 
have a practical skill and give all our energy to our religion. And that's what they do. I asked them, what's the difference between you and the Baptists? He says, well, the difference is we follow. We live, we live the life. <laughs> no TVs, no internet. You think, well, these people are really antiquated, really like out of touch and so forth. And they are, they're really out of touch, but they're voluntarily out of touch. And they're in touch with something else. In the context of the religious conception that they have embraced, they are fully engaged. And that's beautiful. That is Sve Sve... Bhaktivinoda said, knowing your adhikar, that's real beauty. So they have adhikar. Bhaktivinoda says, Jajatama, what is it? Krishna says, Does it mean only India? He said. He comes in Shaktivesh form in other countries and performs and teaches Dharma according to the people there. And they should follow the Dharma according to their how it's come, and as far as that will take them, that's the best thing that they can do. Hmm? And that's good. And they may be following their dharma, you know, they're, they're in, let's say, in a Volkswagen, and you're in a, the Cadillac of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, but you've got your foot on the brake or you've got a gear in reverse, and they've got, <laughs> they're on the Volkswagen and full pedal, metal to the floor, or, you know, pedal to them, or whatever. Uh, they're going full speed ahead. Hmm? No distractions. Hmm? It's very beautiful. So there is a knowing in their unknowing. Hmm? That's very profound, hmm? very beautiful. This is the whole kind of the Vrindavan idea. There's more knowing in, in, in this kind of unknowing. And it's not a head knowing. Hmm? You don't know because you can think. Thinking gets in the way of knowing. Hmm? Therefore, sadhana is meant to take us beyond thinking, hmm? beyond mind, beyond, beyond intellect. Intellect is, is only as useful as our head is used to soften our heart. And that means that we apply ourselves in sadhana. It is not possible for the human being to understand consciousness. Hmm? Consciousness is what we are. Hmm? The human vehicle, is, it, it does not afford us the instruments. To, it does, it, consciousness knowing is above the pay grade of human life. It's not possible. It, it, it transcends words. It transcends speech. Uh, it transcends mind, intellect. Hmm? Scripture says, Neti, it's not this, it's not that. So it talks about it to some extent. Hmm? So it's not possible for the human mind, human intellect, to understand consciousness. It, it, that's the whole idea. It's, if, if it is transcendent to matter, and if it is supernatural rather than part of nature, hmm, then that which is part of nature has no capacity to understand it. And human life is part of nature. Hmm? So, there's, you, you can exercise your mind and intellect in whatever way you want, but only much, much as you do so in such a way that it fosters sadhana. Therefore, the, the main emphasis of Scripture, Scripture is trying to educate us about one thing, do sadhana, that's all. Big, big argument from so many angles and so forth for one thing, to do sadhana. That, that will give you comprehensive knowing. And when you know comprehensively, when you become self-realized, you will not be able to explain it. Because it transcends words and thought. You can try to talk about it, but you, 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 therefore one will say this, and well, that's not quite, it doesn't quite work, yeah, it's not quite, yeah, there will not be a comprehensive explanation by words or by intellect. Hmm? These are not the means of knowing. So there is, in that sense, knowing in unknowing, even in the sadhaka's life. Hmm? So if you can create a situation that fosters sadhana, then you can get knowing that makes one actually fulfilled and happy. And the world today is very, very um, distracting in this regard. Because there's just so much useless information at your disposal, and if, and in a sense that if you don't know it, 
you, you, you don't know. You're not up to speed. You know, you didn't get the latest chip or the latest, you know, it's going at a faster pace. And, of course, you got to keep going at a faster pace to keep up with it. And, and, and then all kinds of doubts are generated about spiritual life. And so the only reason that I, as, a, as an individual, I mean, I have no education. I never went to college or anything, but I educate myself for the sake of talking to devotees about things that they may run into, thought currents and, and so forth that will cause them to doubt uh, they, they should be equipped because the world's talking about these things. The easier way to do it is don't educate them, hmm? <laughs> in one sense. Live with Sargragi. You don't have to leave. It's a whole world there. Hmm? You grow your food, milk your cow, you have babies and whatever, you know. Different sections, please. Everybody have their place. <laughs> and, uh, and meet at the temple. You know? um, and this is the kind of thing Prabhupada actually uh, wanted. And it can sound very very like oh my god they don't want to educate the people um you know like shocking and that'd make the, you know and get on the news you know that they don't educate the people you know we let people get education but you can see what i'm saying i mean this is these people these mennonites yeah they're on a form. I mean, they can read the newspapers so they you know i mean can, i mean newspapers are like going out of business hmm? Because they can't get you the news fast enough. The internet can get you the news at every minute, right? And so you're that much informed about what? About this sense that something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. It's going to be. It's going to change my life. It's just about to happen. I think it's happening. Maybe. Keep up to date. You know, I'm going to miss it. Huh? And life doesn't change. It's the same. <laughs> oh, did I miss it? Oh, <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> it's the same thing over and over again. And, and, and you miss out on the fact that it's the same thing over and over again. Puna punus charvita charvanana. I'm just chewing the chewed. Hmm? So, you know, there's better things to do with your time. Hmm? And, th and there's more knowing. The knowing that will make you happy. And what is the value of knowledge? Hmm? Other than the extent to which it makes you happy. Perfect knowledge is that which makes you perfectly happy. Knowledge informs actions. If I'm going to do something and I have the knowledge to do that which will fulfill me the most, that's perfect knowledge. Hmm? And that knowledge transcends the limits of mind and intellect. Therefore, we need a transrational means of knowing. That's what this chanting is about. That's what these, this, these meetings are about. This, you know, the bhakti is about. It's not unreasonable. But it leaves, picks up where reason leaves off and affords us a kind of knowing that reason could never, never afford us. Hmm? So, in the Brajlila, as I say, Krishna is more knowing in his unknowing. Hmm? I know I'm Mother Yasoda. Wait a minute, you forgot you were God. Hmm? And, and there's, you know, all. There's, there's a whole world down there, and then there's different departments in Baikunta, and you got to, you know, leave that to other, other, other manifestations of myself to deal with that. Hmm? In the Braj Lila, Krishna is unknowing, save and except for one thing. Hmm? His omniscience remains only to the extent to which he can hear our prayers who want to go there. That's all. Hmm? Otherwise, he doesn't know. Hmm? He's omniscient enough although it recedes to the background, to hear the prayers of the people who want to go to Braj. Although he has no ear for any, anything, anybody else. He's lost in the Braj Leela. If you want to enter the Braj Leela, he's got some ear for that. You can kind of get to him. Hmm? And even if, this is Krishna. He's lost in the embrace of Radha, and you're going to try to get his attention. Hmm? So therefore you say, Jai Radha. Hmm? This is, <laughs> and you glorify his associates there. Hmm? Yashodanandan, he is, you know, Nandanandan. You call him by these names, these affectionate names that speak about the Brajlila and how he's overwhelmed by that love. That gets his attention. You know that. Oh, and you want to enter here. Well, many people are interested in that. They want all kinds of things from me food, sleep, wives, children, liberation, Vaikuntam, so many things. You want what I'm about? 
you're going to get his attention. Hmm? And this is the extent of his knowing. Hmm? But my point is, that is the full knowing, that madhurya, that sweetness, that is fully satisfying him. So this is so as much as knowledge is perfect by the measure, by the extent to which it satisfies us. Hmm? That is his unknowing hmm? is the full knowing. Hmm? And so we will know <laughs> by unknowing <laughs> something like that. You have to you know, turn off the thinking machine there. Huh? It, it it cannot it cannot manufacture these kind of this kind of reality. It's it's not it's not a product of the mind. It's not a product of the mind. It's eternally existing. These bhavas they will descend within you by hearing and chanting, and that comes from the other side. Bhakti is using us. Bhakti. Engaging your mind and your senses for hearing, for hearing your tongue for chanting. It's not that we do bhakti, bhakti does us. In sadhana bhakti, we kind of do bhakti. We kind of practice with the senses. Hmm? And bhav will come. Then bhakti's doing you. That's bhakti proper. Hmm? So, nice thoughts, yes. We, we just came across that verse the other evening in the 11th canto where Krishna says the consciousness is cleared how can the consciousness be cleared unless there's tears flowing from the eyes or hairs are standing on Krishna's telling Uddhava consciousness clears when those tears come and the the Mm. hairs stand on end that's Mm. when the consciousness clears that's knowing that's knowing and and then we look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and you want to be like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said, Paya bicha jola hoi bitarayananda moi. Krishna premia rat bhuta charita. Krishna prem, the character, the charit, the wonderful charit, the wonderful character of Krishna prem is on the outside, Paya bicha jola hoi. It looks like poison, it burns like fire. Bitarayananda hmm? moi. But on the inside, it is full of ananda. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu it's frightening tears falling he's falling on the ground he can't talk crashing to the ground teeth chattering so, you want to be like that it's frightening the outside it looks very uh, very un, un, disconcerting but inside is full of ananda hmm? and the, the life of the sadhaka is like that too people say you're going to give that up you're going to do that. You're not going to go to school. You're not going to get an education. What I mean, you could, but that kind of thing. You're going to shave your head, or you know, you're going to give up television or whatever. You know, um, sounds pretty bad. Uh, you know, it looks looks pretty disconcerting. Hmm? But of course, the contrast, the the, the antithesis is, is true as well. While Krishna Prem and its culture. Sadhana Bhakti and Baba Bhakti Krishna Anushilanam looks very disconcerting on the outside. The inside is full of joy. Material life looks very comforting on the outside as a prospect, but inside it's rotten to the core. Hmm? They say, I thought it was a bowl of cherries, but I found it was just the pits. (laughs) Someone to chew them and spit them out. Hmm? It's rotten to the core. There's never a full meal. Only appetizers are being offered to us. The net result is indigestion. Never, never satisfied. Hmm? It doesn't much matter how much you acquire or how much you, you fill your head with. Hmm? The more you fill, if acquire materially, the, it's not the more you become satisfied, the more wants you have. And the more you know, you, you feed this. And you're just serving the intellect. It wants, the intellect wants to know, wants to know, wants to know. It's addictive. Hmm? And it's very deceptive. Intellect is very deceptive because the more you know, you think you're really going somewhere, but you're not. You're not going anywhere. Hmm? You're not going anywhere. Hmm. Only as much as by that, as I say, you understand the limits of intellect hmm? and then seek a means of knowing that's more comprehensive. That's what faith is. 
Faith is very well reasoned, in the full sense of the term. Hmm? Very well reasoned. It's reasoning as to the limits of intellect in terms of its being a vehicle to take me to the promised land, if you will. Hmm? It cannot do that. Hmm? No. It's, it's inconclusive. It's always inconclusive. Yes, yeah, so... And, you know, these are not going to be the most popular thoughts in the world, you know. You have to be prepared to, to be a bit of uh, on, on the fringe of society. You want to integrate with the society, you know, because you want your religion to be cool and people to accept it and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah, to some extent, you know, you want to, you want to present it reasonably and thoughtfully and so forth. But if it's really true, that you have true values that you pursue, then they're not going to be very popular in a world that's based on on untruth. It's false and false, falsity. Hmm? So... Pujapada Sridharmarish used to say, sometimes he said, I lived most of my life pretty much alone, but I enjoyed the, the, uh, the pleasure of being able to speak the truth. Hmm. I preferred that. <laughs> I spoke the truth, and a lot of people didn't like that, so they didn't want to stay around me. But I told, as I understood it, I, uh, I taught it out and reasoned about it, and so forth, and whatever, and... I stood up for that and let the cards fall where they do. I'm happy with that. Something like that. Gopis, they all went to meet Krishna in the night. Each one heard their name played on the flute. They got the diksha. Life after life, this is the final diksha. The flute sound of Krishna directly. It's said to be the flute sound of Krishna. Gayatri. Hmm. Coming through the Guru Parampara. And then they entered the Brajalila and they actually heard the flute. They heard their name called, and no gopi knew that anyone else was called. Hmm? And they didn't say, did you get a call? <laughs> what about you? They didn't look and see. Anybody else going to go? And they had many reasons not to go, right? A thousand and eight reasons not to go. The milk boiling over, the children crying, duties, responsibilities, uh, religious um, concerns, hmm? reputation, everything. They went. They went. They went alone. And, and this is what you have to do. You have to be prepared to walk alone and know that by doing so, you'll be in the best company. <laughs> company worth having, having. And there they met. And you came. And you came. And you came. Hmm. Imagine then, what, the, what kind of camaraderie comes from that. Hmm? How close they became to one another to see. You came. They knew what risk they took. Hmm? There was a god sister of mine named Leela Shakti. We used to distribute books at the Los Angeles airport when it was illegal. Hmm? And um, we would, uh, the airports were very different than they are today. I went through the Los Angeles airport on my way to Madhavan last time, and it was just absolutely unrecognizable. It was so quaint at the time in comparison. At any rate, we would go on only the busy days. Hmm? I mean, there's not a day that the, that the L.A. airport, LAX, is not busy. But in, in our time then, this is in the 70s, early early 70s, they were, you know, some days were not very busy, and so we, we had to go Undercover, it was illegal. We would carry books and suitcases and walk around and then sit down with somebody and have a chat and then open a box, you know, give them the book like that. And it was and it was illegal. So, um, so we would we would go on the weekends and uh, I started going every day carefully, but we didn't feel there was enough room for two people to be in there without being you know caught or something like that. But at any rate, there we were. You know, uh, I remember one. One Friday, which was a big day, and it was hard. It was hard to do that service. It was very hard. Um, you know, you had to talk to people. Uh, you know, have a conversation. You had to be in disguise and carry around these books in a, in a suitcase. Is what we were doing at the time. 
And um, I remember one one Friday night, we were both out there together and you know going in our own separate way to you know try to do it. And looking across the whole, the at some distance, and I saw her in the crowd, you know. And I just had such a feeling of camaraderie, you know. We're here together. We do. I know what you're doing. I know how you're feeling. What it's like. And I'm here. You know. We just we became good friends. Very good, good friends to this day. Just from those, you know, those kind of sacrifices. These are. This is what makes the sadhaka's life worthwhile. We transcend our idiosyncrasies, our differences, our our gender, uh, you know, uh, barriers and so forth in a way that's beautiful and, and charming by serving, by sacrificing. This is how we come together. So something like that, you know, they went, they made the ultimate sacrifice and to see that somebody else did and to know what that meant, what a bond Hmm? that those gopi people had with one another. Hmm? We should make a bond, be that kind of person. Hmm? And have the courage and to walk alone and know for the truth you'll, and you'll be in the best of company. Hmm? Who cares for friends? Friends, union and unity for what? Hmm? Unity for what? Nazi Germany was unified too. So for what reason? That is important. Unity. Let's keep the mission together. Let's keep, okay, for what? What's it going to be kept together around? I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back, and we'll all work together. You know, keep, it, keep your skeletons in the closet, and I'll keep mine, and we'll, we'll call it a whatever. So, better stand up for the truth, and 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 be, be alone, and in the end you won't be alone, that's for sure. And the people you'll be with will be worth being with. Hmm. Yes. I didn't like that mutual admiration society. Mutual admiration society. Yeah. Then yeah. It. Yes. What is the time? Eight o'clock. Okay. So, we'll stop there.